Welcome to Women Really Mean Business presented by Athena International, the podcast that tells you the story of how women are impacting business one guest at a time. Now here's your host, Jeff Bolitnikoff, with another successful woman and her unique business journey. Welcome to Women Really Mean Business, presented by Athena International. Our guest this week was with us for episode 25, and it is none other than the president of Athena International, Andrea Connor. Andrea has a unique perspective on the COVID-19 pandemic, having lived through the SARS outbreak back in 2002, while she and her family were in Kuala Lumpur, Malaysia. When you are, what you are about to hear is a talk where Andrea's experiences can hopefully help you weather this current crisis and come out even stronger. And the Athena leadership model is uniquely suited to help you do this both in your business and personal life of course women really mean business and athena international suggest you follow the guidelines of government and medical professionals in your area but i suppose that goes without saying andrea welcome back to the podcast thanks for spending time with us to enlighten people with your take i've seen you post quite a bit on this on linkedin facebook and other social platforms so it's great to welcome you here and uh, i'd like to have you tell us your experience with the sars outbreak and i guess initially how did you and your family get through that? Hi, Jeff. Um, it's great to be back with our listeners on Women Really Mean Business. Um, yeah, that period in um, 2002 was um, a pretty scary period to be. Um, as you mentioned, we were living in Kuala Lumpur, Malaysia. And so we had to get really resourceful um, with how we were going to support our family through that, that period of time. You know, and the way it relates to where we are now, I, I have to I have to say that I'm, I'm op- optimistic. I feel confident that as we become more informed about what is happening with the virus and more people are embracing the measures that are being put out, that we're going to get through this situation um, as we did in, in 2002. Um, one of the things that I think is important for us to note that this is scary. You know, this is kind of a scary time. There's a lot of unknown variables where it's still unraveling. We have incredible medical professionals out there that and um, researchers that are are involved with solving this crisis but as a as a family unit what's important i think is to find first of all embrace that feeling that that you are fearful and be able to um, address that Um, once you acknowledge that then it's moving on and and just using your um, desire to learn learn what is important to be able to keep yourself safe. There's some great resources um, with the Center for CDC. There's some pod, there's a podcast out there from the Center for um, Strategy and International Studies where some of the top researchers are collecting all the data from across the globe. And, you know, in our case, our, our family, we were dealing with a my son was a type 1 diabetic, so we had some special concerns that we needed to be mindful of. And I think um, we have a lot of elderly here in our community and people with compu- compromised immune systems that, um, you know, being mindful of that. But don't be afraid. Just take those tools, get some knowledge, um, wash your hands, do the best that you can in the situation and find an opportunity to to celebrate um 
each day. Uh, what I love seeing now is everybody is kind of home and um, living in their communities. I love watching my neighbors walk by with, you know, three generations. And I'm grateful that people are bonding together and making a positive out of this opportunity where we are right now. And I think that would be my recommendation to listeners is to be able to really be grateful for this opportunity to have some quality time with your family. And by the way, before the interview started, Andrea warned me that there was some lawn work going on in the background. Life must go on. So if you hear a little bit of a roar in the background, that's exactly what that is. And I heard it a little bit there, but uh, no big deal because great information. And we're happy to have you on, Andrea. Back in 02, the Internet was still in the days of dial-up and news wasn't as readily available. Maybe compare that to 2020. Do you feel a crisis like this is helped by the instant information we now have? Or is it maybe causing confusion in some cases? cases, since there are so many sources that people are trying to wade through daily and probably even hourly or by the minute? Um, I have to say that the news sources and all the social media coming at us, I, I think it can create a feeling of overwhelm. And I think it heightens people's fear if you're watching it 24-7. So I, I guess in some ways I look back at 2002 and while we were concerned that we didn't have enough information, I'm kind of glad we didn't have all of this information that's coming at us right now. Um, I try to be really selective of what new sources I look to, but otherwise I would, I feel like I would be um, in overwhelmed in fear and overstimulated if I was trying to absorb it all. And I I think that's creating some of the the fear and panic that we're seeing out there is because there's just so much of it um, that people are overwhelmed and they don't know and they don't know what is the right information. So there needs to be that clear leadership of um, information and information source. Well, this dovetails perfectly to the next question, then. What is your best suggestion, of course, outside of following the guidelines set forth by government and medical professionals to get through this? How should people, in your view, be able to make rational decisions best for them personally and professionally related to this? I think you answered it above by saying be very careful about where you get your information from. But do you have any other suggestions in this realm? Well, I'm, you know, I'm a big supporter of women-owned businesses and small businesses. And and that is where my biggest fear is in this crisis, that that's where um, our businesses are going to be hurt. I'd like to recommend that, you know, a lot of the businesses are still, at least restaurants are open to the extent where they're, they're doing takeout. Um, If you have the capacity and there is a small business restaurant around you, order takeout. You know, let's support that that community. Um, Some of the other things that I would recommend, find some time to do something that you've never had time, you know, you wanted to do. Maybe you wanted to um, pick up a new skill. What a great opportunity to pick up a new skill if it's whether it's knitting or or golf or um, you know, uh, learning a new, taking a course online. I saw a great post by a young woman named Yawanda Aquino out of the UK. She's um, an engineer and she was talking about 
encouraging people if there's that certificate that you have always wanted to add now's a great time to use that what might be your two-hour commute to work you know turn it into something positive take that gained extra time to advance a skill set that you've wanted to to embrace or if um, just relaxing and doing yoga and meditation, you know, take that opportunity that with the additional hours that you've gained from not having to do the, do the commute to the office, you know, and again, some more support our small businesses the best that you can. Um, I've seen so many creative things coming out, um, small businesses that are creating a virtual or an online opportunity to be able to continue to keep their doors open and keep their um, employees in, engaged. And so look at those opportunities to be creative and innovative during this challenging time. Obviously, this has a great impact on all business. Since our listeners range from solopreneurs to CEOs of multinational corporations and all types in between, including education, government, nonprofits, and more, we obviously cannot possibly cover every single situation. But can you give us some general guidelines that might apply to all folks in the economy, especially the business people listening as we navigate these unique times? You're seeing a lot of companies that are now doing going virtual and having their teams at home. Um, one of the programs that I've been engaged with is the Women in Tech uh, Network. And they've been doing webinars on how to help corporate leaders um, with their staff to make that transition from work to home. Um, you know, being innovative with and supporting your teams as that may, they make that adjustment. Um, the same with small business owners. You know, how can you be innovative to support your teams to be able to continue doing their job, but doing it more in a virtual setting? That brings a whole new dynamic in play because you now have people working from home with the, possibly their kids who are also um, not at school and providing that flexibility. I think there's going to need to be agility in how people are working um, and new patterns will probably come out of this um, crisis, um, I think for the positive, um, both both good and, good and bad. And so finding a way to allow people to work in a more flexible, time frame because they may have to be homeschooling in addition to doing their job. All right, Andrea, as we roll into the last few questions here, the one I have is uh, new listeners and, and of course, people that have been listening to this podcast are familiar with this, but new listeners may not be familiar with the Athena leadership model. And of course, we're going to post the eight principles on your show notes at womenreallymeanbusiness.com. And all you have to do is look for episode 75. So if you could uh, briefly explain the Athena leadership model and then follow that up with how that model is uniquely suited to get you through this or really any crisis, both personally and professionally. Sure, Jeff. Um, So the Athena leadership model came um, from researching our Athena award recipient. So Athena was founded in the early 1980s and began honoring leaders um, for their highest level of professional excellence, giving back to their community and in their body of work, lifting up and inviting others to leadership. So what came out of that is a gift, I like to say a gift um, created by women for women on how to go about leading their life. And the, these eight, eight principles are, you know, how you show up as a leader, how you show up um, 
for yourself, how you show up for others, and how you show up for your community to lead. Um, live authentically, learn constantly, advocate fiercely, act courageously, foster collaboration, build relationships, give back, and celebrate. I think we can lean in on to all of those as we are going through a crisis. Um, you know, how, how do you show up for yourself to be the most impactful for yourself? How do you show up for others to be a good role model? And then how do you show up for your community? Um, I had a had to, a lot of travel planned this this month, um, being International Women's Day and Women's History Month, and so I had five flight tickets that I had to cancel. And I finally got through to the Delta agent yesterday, and I could tell that she just was probably pretty fried. I can't imagine the number of calls that she was dealing with, and she was very, you know, did very good at her job. But at the very end, I, I thanked her for being on the call and encouraged her to, you know, to, to keep going that, um, you know, I appreciated the work that she was doing. And you could hear that um, appreciation in her, her voice. And so I think as a community, you know, to be good leaders um, is to embrace those around us and help lift up the people that are probably working extra hard right now, um, our medical professionals, even the people at the, your grocery store, you have everybody coming in looking for toilet paper and there's no toilet paper to be had anywhere. Um, that that creates um, a stress for the people that are there. So if we can show some compassion and foster collaboration, build relationships, it, it really helps us all get through these trying times. Well, Andrea, I mean, definitely great advice to for all of us to follow and one final question here and of course is the this is the as podcast listeners know the give the guests the floor question so the floor is yours for any final thoughts as we do this episode what what say you andrea well i just say everybody keep washing your hands and sing happy birthday twice and um be kind to your neighbors and be kind to yourself. And I look forward to celebrating with all of our listeners um, when we get through this crisis together. You know, Andrea, if you uh, counted all the times I've said happy birthday and sung it to myself over the last couple <laughs> weeks, I think I just turned 1,500. There we go. I look good for my age, though. <laughs> there we go. Oh, so, hey, there we go. Andrea Connor, uh, the president of Athena International. You can check them out at athenainternational.org. And thank you for making time to give us your unique perspective on this crisis. Thank you, Jeff. On the next episode of Women Really Mean Business, presented by Athena International, Allison Gerlach is a marketing expert and says that the two phrases, that's not my job, and we've always done it that way, are the two biggest limiting mindsets to your career. Find out how Allison rose from entry to director level by not limiting herself in that manner. And here's a little bit from Allison. Two things that drive me crazy and that I've always avoided is, number one, that's not my job. 
or number two, we've always done it that way. If you adopt a mindset that says, you know, I don't care what my job is and what their descriptions are. If there's a project I can jump on and I can learn and I can offer a helping hand and I can add value, you should do that because you will learn and you will continue to grow. Interested in becoming a guest? Check out our Being a Guest page at womenreallymeanbusiness.com. All levels of business accepted. We love a wide range of stories.